have Curtis Kennedy with us today. Man, I love it when we have fun guests. Actually, we always have fun guests, right? <laughs> but, oh, but Curtis, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you very much for having me on. I'm uh, I'm excited to get stoked with you guys. <laughs> love it. Well, the funny thing is, uh, I for- completely forgot to tell you who 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 you are and. And Curtis has a, a very interesting story here. We met over at one of the retailer uh, shows over here. I was I was just kind of kicking around, and and there he was, man. He was and Curtis is the CEO of Simbody, and I'm going to let him explain what Simbody is. But we're going to delve into some of the things that he talked about there uh, and what led to that. But without further ado, man, what is Simbody? Yeah, so Simbody is a health and wellness company, and uh, basically the idea for it is, you know, we we started thinking about what what it is that makes human beings so great, and why is it that we've come so much further than any other species on the planet? And I think it comes down to our ability to use and create tools that extend our physical limitations. And uh, so Simbody is sort of celebrating that uh, that Sim biosis that we have with our tools that makes us so great because I've always I've always really believed that uh, we innovate to try to improve the efficiency in all that we do and it's likely that humans will continue to innovate and create uh, new inventions that extend their limitations until some point in the future where our bodies can function with the efficiency of our minds. Uh, our, our tagline that we use is optimizing to infinity. So somebody, <laughs> yeah. So somebody uh, was, was started to you know, participate in, in making these tools to help people live better lives. Uh, our first product, Vertiball, is a uh, wall-mounted uh, back massager that uses this airlock uh, mounting system. And basically there's a whole bunch of different uh, attachments that we're developing that go on the mounting system and you can place it on the wall at any height uh, and target specific areas of your back with total control over where you're applying the pressure and how much pressure is being applied. So um, yeah, that's uh, that's Simbody in a nutshell. <laughs> well, you, you know, I'm going to dig into why this is formed because when we were speaking, the thing that really struck me was the adversity that you've uh, you've overcome <laughs> And ironically, we were just talking to someone in a similar position the other day, uh, but you were young, how very young, actually, when you had a form of cancer. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a it's a part of my story that I, I don't often share, but, you know, I likely should because it's such a fundamental piece of why it all came together the way it did. And uh so I guess where it all starts is I was a young kid, very curious. And uh, my grandfather was a mechanical engineer, inventor, and uh, he always had us playing around with motors and, and gadgets and got me thinking about inventions. And so that was sort of a passion of mine uh, in my early years. And the real three things when I was a young kid that I, I wanted to potentially do when I grew up was... Uh, either one, be an astronaut, two, be an NHL hockey player, or three, uh, be an inventor. And uh, so anyway, fast forward a little bit, and uh, I was playing high-level hockey, and it was going really well. And so the NHL dream was sort of taking priority over the other things. And 
uh, about midway through one of the seasons, I had this big lump on my leg and uh, I got it taken out. And I, I remember we went to the, the doctor and uh, the word I heard was cancer. I didn't really hear anything other than that for the, the rest of the session. But uh, so they sent this, this tumor, what ended up being a tumor, off to a whole bunch of different hospitals in Canada and no one could figure out what it was. And for the longest time, I was thinking, you know, these guys are, you guys are whack. Like I don't, I don't have cancer. I'm healthy. I'm, you know, playing hockey. Yeah. So I, I was in disbelief and especially because uh, no one could put a finger on what it was. And so eventually it made its way to John Hopkins and they, they figured out the, the nature of the disease. And it was the, the 21st uh, diagnosis for the specific cancer in recorded oh history. Goodness. Yeah. And yeah, it's ended up being this uh, mix of lymphoma and leukemia and the, oh. the treatment course for it was four years. So I was in, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So, yeah. So I, I had uh, just started grade nine and they were telling me that I was going to be done chemo at the back end of grade 12. And, um, it was a pretty, pretty big shock to the system. And, uh, you know, it was a very, very difficult period of time. I'm, I'm thankful for my mom, my dad, and my family for always being there with me through it. But uh, I do think it was a, a point in my life that really shaped my outlook and what I wanted to do with the, the rest of my life. There was the series of treatments where uh, we would be in the hospital for three weeks doing this like three liter bag of methotrexate. Wow. And I had about five of those stints. They were really, really long periods um, of just, just absolute the most discomfort you could feel for weeks on end. And uh, through that period of time, I, I did a lot of self-reflecting. I had a lot of time to sort of think about, you know, when this gets done, what do I want to do? with the rest of my life and uh you know what direction do I want to head in and I I really thought to myself you know the meaning of life is to give life meaning and uh I I would always I was a big space fanatic uh, as I was saying before I wanted to be be an astronaut too and so I ultimately defined my goal as uh I'll know that I I gave my life meaning if at some point I can be in a, a space shuttle in low earth orbit, look down at the world and know that I did something to affect it in a positive way. And, you know, as, as funny as, of, of, uh, you know, goal as that is, uh, it's sort of what drive my thinking. And, uh, you know, I realized I wasn't going to be an astronaut anymore. NHL was out the window. So I was like, okay, to get to space, I'm going to need some money because this commercial space thing that's coming out, uh, it's quite costly. So I figured, you know, let's put the, the circle around Inventor and, and try to come up with something that I could start a business from. And uh, when I got to university, I started thinking, you know, what, what would be the best possible chance I'd have at success if I were to start something? And I figured that you know, the best thing to do would be to try to solve one of my own biggest personal problems. And since I was 11 year old kid, I've had really bad back issues. I've and the way I deal with it on a daily basis was laying on top of a golf ball to alleviate <laughs> tension in, in my upper back. And you know, looking into it more and realizing what a significant issue back pain is, like it's it's the world's most fourth most common health problem. 
It's the wow. third highest spending for the U.S. government for any medical condition. I had so, no well, idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it, it's a it's a really big issue. And when you really look into what the back is, it's a super complex system. And uh, you know, the pain we feel throughout it is something that you know we've never had a concrete solution for. And so that sort of rang through my mind and saying, like, how is it that this is such a huge problem for so many people and I'm laying on the ground on a golf ball as a way to alleviate my pain? <laughs> yeah. You know, this is probably, realistically, this is probably doing more harm than good most days. So, uh, yeah, uh, that that was uh, the basis for thinking for our first product, Vertiball. Um, I, I set it with the intention to just make an everyday product that could fit with your everyday life. You could bring to work, bring to school, you could bring everywhere and just make your back totally accessible so that, you know, you, wherever you were, whatever you're doing, you would have total control over, uh, you know, uh, personal muscle care yeah. where you wanted to apply the pressure and how much pressure you want to apply. And that's, uh, that's sort of the way it started. Yeah. You know what? It's so cool about the whole thing and what, what really um, made me think a ton of what, what your product uh, was, was doing was the fact that it came from a, from your own experience. It wasn't, I'm just trying to make money. It's uh, Gary. I, 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 I look at Gary here on the screen here because we just interviewed someone that said, you got to work from your goal, not toward it. And mm -hmm. I love how you said inventor, put the circle around it. And then you worked that way and, and went, went after it and make an impact. Uh, and you had said something too, that, you wanted to make people's lives less painful. And that became mm -hmm. part of that inventor, that, that, that creed, right? And it was, it was really cool to see it going. Now, for the audience too, what, what really struck me is Curtis started this bad boy company when he was 22, something like uh, that? 21, yeah. Oh my goodness. And <laughs> this is not that many years later. So you're what, 24, 25 right now? I just turned 26 a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. my freaking days. I think I was still in diapers when I was in 26, man. <laughs> oh, man. One, one of the things I think is amazing is that I, I look back, and when you're a freshman in high school or ninth grade or whatever, you know, I, I always laugh. Like, if, if you're dating a, a junior and you're a freshman, that two-year gap is massive, you know? And like, um, <laughs> I guess my perspective is, is, you know, you come in, you're just getting into high school and you're dropped with this thing that says for the next four oh, years, yeah. basically your entire high school career, you're going to be getting treated for cancer. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a lot to throw on a kid. How, how did you, what, what do you, what do you, how do you think you, or why you were, you successfully navigated that and came out on the backside with yeah. so much ambition? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, looking back at it now, I, I, you know, I, I find it pretty hard to believe how optimistic and happy I was the, the whole time, considering how, how intense the whole experience was. Like, you know, there were long periods of time where I couldn't really even walk up my stairs. I was so, you know, messed up from chemo. I had, you know, I, I wouldn't even know how many surgeries, but yeah, it was just, there. it was just a really high intensity thing, but, um, my parents, they're the two best people in, in the world. And they were, they were there through the whole thing. And um, it's crazy, 
you know, sitting there and then seeing your parents and just feeling so bad because, you know, they will, they would do anything to help you in that situation. Uh, but there's, there's absolutely nothing they can do except for give you love and, uh, you know, and just be there. And I think, you know, just for, for them, uh, keeping a positive attitude was, uh, really at the, the forefront of what I wanted to be sure I did every day. And, uh, you know, we just, always kept a positive attitude through the whole thing. And uh, I've always been a really curious kid, uh, like whether it's space, science, technology. Uh, so I would spend a lot of days doing research on the future. And uh, back then is when I learned about Elon Musk. And he's sort of, <laughs> he's, so, he's sort of uh, over, you know, the past 10, 15 years become uh, a really big hero of mine. And uh, just seeing the way that he looks at the world and what is important and the the purpose of it all and um, you know it's his his ideas have sort of spurred some thoughts of my own and uh, through that period of time uh, when there were some really bad days I, I would think you know what what is the purpose of everything and what happens after you die that was a big question for me at one point in my life yeah. and uh you know, I've never been a religious person, but one thing I, I know for sure is we we know that math works and the the first law of thermodynamics is energy can't be created or destroyed. Uh, so if we believe in that, then that means that we must believe that there's something that made this. And whether it's, you know, whatever you want to call it, you know, entities, God, the, the universe, and, you know, something... Uh, there's a purpose to this. And uh, I think the, the purpose is for, you know, conscious beings like us on this call to try to find harmony in, in life. And, you know, uh, just in knowing the things that bring you happiness are, you know, love, joy, uh, you know, being with the people you care about and the, the things that, you know, make you sad are pain, discomfort. And so, I, I feel, let's say this is a, a simulation or a test. Uh, I think that their goal is whoever or whatever made it is for us to find harmony in all that we do. And uh, I think with that in mind, you know, it's easy to, to believe that, uh, you know, whatever it is out there, that they've got your back and that uh, whether everything happens for a reason or if it doesn't, that, you know, there's, there's a purpose to what we're, what we're doing. And, I think keeping that in mind, you know, through good times and bad, is a, is a really important element of it for sure. I'm 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 being schooled by someone that I could be a dad to, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, first law, of, first law of thermodynamics: energy cannot be destroyed. Man, I forgot that lesson so long ago, and I wish I would have remembered that lesson. <laughs> That's huge, man. That is absolutely huge, and just. Just the fact that you found the inspiration in 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 the tough times that you went through, man. There's some people. I you can see it. I I, I do uh, coach rugby, and you can see exactly at a point um, when someone completely quits. They completely give up, and then you have the other players that have. And you probably saw this in your hockey. They will not give up. They're there for the person. They're right there backing everyone up. And they 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 buoy uh, the 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 rest of the team. And quite frankly, 
that's that's exactly what I'm seeing is the strength of somebody is is the fact that they have you as someone that is amazing. So I yeah, I'm I don't know what to say, Curtis. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, at that young age, I can't believe how much stuff you've been through. And, uh, and to me, the 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 company itself is a byproduct of the person that you are. Uh, but un, unreal, man. Unreal. So, uh, I have a question for you, though. Kind of kind of around what you're saying, Mo, too, is so you're obviously have, you know, whether what you went through caused you to be a deep thinker or whether you were just naturally a deep thinker and that kind of accelerated the process. I always look at kind of deep thinkers. There's those that just keep on thinking and just think and think and think. <laughs> then there's those like your Elon Musk and Curtis Kennedy that take those thoughts and leverage them to do great things. So it's obvious to me, just I'm doing the timeline in my math. You probably didn't go all the way through college. I'm just guessing. I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm assuming that you don't have business background. I'm just guessing. How does one go from like, I've got an idea to create something to actually getting it done? Because I heard a while back, and this was just a, an example on something else. If I told, if I told Maurice right now, you can have whatever money you want, but you need to create a skateboard from scratch. He would not be able to do it. So you're obviously, you know, you know what I mean? It's, it's mm -hmm. kind of a weird, a weird thought, but you went from like getting radiation treatments in high school or whatever <laughs> to a very quick thing, having a product in hand that you are now taking to the, you know, to the world. Oh, you should have seen I, it both. It is yeah, going to the yeah. world. <laughs> how, do you, how does that happen for someone at such a young age with very little training, very little experience? Mm. Well, I, I actually think being young and, uh, you know, not having kids and not having a mortgage and not having all these things that would potentially push you away from risk uh, is, is very important. And uh, so the element of being sick, I think that sort of pushed me towards wanting to do this and, you know, believing that I could is, uh, you know, I had this I thought you know, I do my research and like the studies show that people that do, you know, excessive amounts of chemotherapy, that your life expectancy goes way down. And I was like, okay, well, if I don't, if I have a finite amount of time here and maybe it's not as long as most people, I got to get right to it and just start oh, learning, lear learning what I'm wow. doing. And the, the huge in the, so the, the university comment. Um, so I did miss, the vast majority of high school, I went to the back end of grade 11 sometimes, and then grade 12 uh, treatment lightened up enough that I could, uh, I could get going again. But it left me missing those fundamental years at the start, uh, left me in a position where the core elements of math I really wasn't good at. So I went to school to study mechanical engineering afterwards. They sort of just pushed me through high school. And when I got to my first year, I realized holy crap, I'm like way far behind everyone. Um, just, the, you know, just basic factoring, it, it, which is, you know, standard set of tools that you need to know in engineering. Uh, I, I didn't understand. And so I, I quickly realized I'm not going to be a good student here. Uh, you know, I've sort of, I got a potato processor, like I'm not a, a very quick <laughs> thinker, but I'm a, I'm a methodical thinker. And, you know, 
through through that period, I said, okay, you know, I'm likely going to graduate at the bottom of my class. Uh, I don't want to really be handing my resume out into a, a pile that yeah. you know all these people are are better than I am. Uh, but the the thing you learn in university, I think, what I took most from it, and just I'll stop there. I didn't finish; I'm six courses short. But at some point, maybe I'll uh, I'll go back and get it. But the the biggest takeaway that I got from school was really uh, you can learn anything that if you have the right question, questions to ask. Uh, with the internet, we we have such a, an amazing tool to figure out anything we, we need to. Like when you guys are growing up, if you wanted to learn something, you'd have to go to the library and find, yeah. find <laughs> the microfish. Or like, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or there, you know, the the barroom debate. That that's something I wish we still had. You know, you guys are debate about a point, and uh, you know. Someone would say, okay, yeah, you're probably right. But now if there's an argument, someone just whips out their phone and figures that the, the truth of the matter. Um, so uh, uh, really we have the tools to learn absolutely anything. Um, I had zero work experience um, going into this, but I had a computer in Google. And so, you know, I learned about 3D printing. I bought my own 3D printer. I, I learn about 3D modeling and I learned how to do 3D modeling to design the, the, the products. And I learned how to find factories and learned how to get money. And it was all done through Google. So I'd say um, whoever's the best Googler is uh, can get, pretty, get, get pretty, pretty, pretty far with it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're right though. It's, it's amazing how there's so much opportunity out there now with the power of the internet. Yeah. And, and the people like Maurice and I, we, we actually, we're, we're the, the last generation in my mind of the before and now when it comes to yeah. kind of technology. Like it hit in our prime, you know, when computers came out. I think I was a freshman when we got our first computer lab in high school, you know, that type of stuff. Because now you can be, you can source stuff from China. If you would have asked me when I was 21 years old to build something and get it, have someone in China make it. I look at you like you were from the moon. <laughs> I don't even knew you went better. I remember when email first came on the campus and Gary wrote me, dude, you get this? I go, yeah, dude, this is weird. Was email. That's how old we are, man. <laughs> just just want to go get, your want to get yeah, it was so funny. It was so funny. But were you, but you just nailed though on the head though is not only are you able to create something that from, from thought to, to, to product, but the other thing that you said that just nailed me is you have a finite amount of time, get to it. And we all have that finite amount of time. Yours was expedited, of course. Uh, mm -hmm. But it's amazing how much we take for granted uh, as far as the time that we do have. How is it well spent? Now I look at the time that you have from the time that you had cancer to now that it's unreal what you've been able to accomplish. I mean, again, I, I was there at your booth. I saw how many people that were around you and, and were, were making it better. You're 26, man. It's so <laughs> cool. So my, my question is I have a lot of, I have four kids and what would you tell someone that they might not be in the same circumstance that you have? Uh, that you had gone through, what would you tell them to do with, with their time? 
Uh, and how would you like that fire under their, their rears? And I'm not, you know, I'm not telling you to be my, my, my kid's babysitter, but I sure like to have the, your advice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I think happiness is all about having time to do the things that you love. And, you know, for, for a lot of people, uh, Monday morning is a really bad point because they got to go back to their job that they don't necessarily love and uh i think that's the the power of starting something for yourself is you have the opportunity to think what gets me excited what what do i love learning about um what are the experiences and, and things that i'd like to do and i think would be uh you know an enjoyable area to focus my energy on and if if you love what you're doing, it's, it's really easy to wake up on Monday morning. So, you know, uh, it's not necessarily the product that I love so much. Um, it's the process of, of building them and thinking about what's next. And, you know, we've got things that are coming out in three years that we're starting to work on now and do, you know, conceptual design work for, and it's just awesome working with, people and getting inspired towards a, a common goal. And I think if you define that goal for yourself and you truly care about it or you're passionate about the, the process, it makes it really easy. Um, I don't pull out my laptop at 8.30 at night while I'm watching a movie because I have to, I do because I want to. I wanna, I wanna get the things done that will let me get to the next thing that I'm excited about. Um, so, you know, understanding that you know, now is as good as the time as any to, to start uh, and, you know, just identifying what it is that gets you excited. And if you pick that area and you try to come up with your own novel solution, and I think that's a, that's a big point is there's all these industries and products that have, um, you know, their improvements off of what's already been made. But there is a, a real uh, opportunity, the principles, it's called the first principle thinking where uh, instead of thinking analogously where you look at what has already been built and then you build on top of that, first principle thinking is a concept that speaks towards um, thinking of a, a problem, boiling that problem down to its fundamental truths and then building outwards, not considering what already exists. And it's likely that the, the limitations and constraints that have you know, prevented an industry or product segment from going in one direction can be solved if you try to think about the problem differently. And so, you know, you might be passionate about something and look at an industry and think, oh, well, it's very saturated. There's all these big companies doing X, Y, Z. But just because that was the path they took for the innovation uh, at that point in time, and it's built from there, it doesn't necessarily mean it was the best path to take out of the gate. So um, if you can think right down to the foundations of a problem and, and something that you're passionate about, uh, I think it's very likely that if you care about it enough, you'll uh, you'll have what it takes to see it through to the end and uh, you know really enjoy your time with what you're doing. Oh Bombs gosh. of wisdom, man. Dude, that, <laughs> I was going to go mic drop. <laughs> man. Curtis, this is this is fabulous. I know we, we're we're highlighting your company, but we wanted to make sure that the audience got to know you as the individual, uh, because mm -hmm. when when they understand where you came from, 
and just the basis of your thinking. It's amazing to see, again. I use that word way too much, but it, it, you are amazing in the fact that you've taken all this stuff that you've learned in tremendous adversity and you've shown what the mentality should look like when one is going through that. And you found the opportunity in the midst of probably the cruddiest time you could possibly go through, man. Uh, mm-hmm. No doubt about that. So when I say mic drop, that is a mic drop, man. (laughs) (laughs) And I think you you also hit on something very, I don't know, I think it's very interesting. You know, you're talking about your first first principle thinking is we live in in an era where there's innovation from all sides and all angles. And so what, what someone may have done in their creative process even a year ago, now there's new tools. You know, a big thing with you is tools. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. And so part of that first process thinking is, okay, what new tools are available to look at this from a different angle? And I, I never really thought about that before, but that's pretty profound. Yeah, um, absolutely. There's, you know, all the time there's new technologies and um, new industry segments that, you know, you can explore from a different lens because of something that's already been made. Like, you know, look like this concept of, the the metaverse i i don't know much about it uh, to, to be honest with you but uh, what will be possible for innovation through through there is you know that's that's just been opened up from just a new way of thinking from from someone about this new digital landscape and uh, i personally think the the room for new ideas and new industries is is limitless uh, there there is no there is no bounds to creativity and thinking outside the the box and and so the big thing is trying not to get trapped in the the box that has already been you know made and what what's already been done that's awesome no i think that's a great place to end right there curtis because words of wisdom were were that's where it has to end that that sucked what i just said (laughs) but whatever (laughs) well i just want to say i just want to say thank you to your grandfather for yes. planting some seeds. Thank you to your parents. Thank you to Elon Musk. Thank you for sharing. Like I said, I know that you, you said this isn't something that you've really talked about before, but I really appreciate you opening up and, and sharing some, some of your experience because I think it is important for people to see the real picture and the real struggle and how people, even just the thought process of how to overcome something like yeah. that, I think is big. I think a lot of people can learn from it. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much for having me on. It's, uh, it's been really great. Yeah. What, what a pleasure. Thank you so much.